Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Eye Test brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media Network. I'm your host, John Kirkner, accompanied with Bobby Amendola and Paul Orlando. Who, Paul, Paul, how you doing, buddy? Don't want to talk about it. Okay, we will not talk about it. The Orioles are losing. Um, but yes, we've got another great episode of The Doghouse. If you haven't watched it already, go back to our channel. Check out the Fantasy Awards for Week 5 on our YouTube channel. Or if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, one, we deeply appreciate it. Two, what are you doing? Go listen to that episode. You're missing out on some great content, um, handing out awards. We did hand out one free pass to the doghouse you can find out who that is later in this episode or if you already watched that's great you'll got a head start on everyone else um but first thing that we do for the doghouse episodes is we let you guys know what players are joining the freedom stage which means that they have performed to their expectation or even more um for the last two weeks yes so we have three fine gentlemen finding their way through those prison gates and into freedom land. And that is Josh Jacobs, Drake London, and Justin Fields. And Drake London had himself, I wouldn't say a superior game, but he finally gave you what you were hoping for in this weird Atlanta offense. He saw a season high in targets, hauled in six of them for 78 yards. That was good for almost 15 points. And I think he threw a pass too, because he's got 14.68. So I, Pretty sure he completed a pass. Nice. nice. Yeah, so Trick good. Action. Yeah, good Good for you, Drake London. That pass <laughs> helped you find yourself into freedom. And then his running mate over here, Justin Fields, even though that's not his quarterback, but Fields, oh, my God, <laughs> putting up almost 30 points for the second week in a row. John, you have to be thrilled about this as a Justin Fields stand. Why would I be thrilled when I've benched him? I started him in his first three games and benched him in his last two. So you tell me if I'm happy, Paul. That sounds like a personal problem. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Over to the probationary portal. <laughs> and last but not least, Josh Jacobs here. If you drafted him with an early pick, you are finally seeing some dividends on it. He put up an almost 20-point performance, 19.9. He's getting 20 total rushes. He's seeing work in the past game, caught all five of his targets for 20 yards. He did score for the second week in a row. And Josh Jacobs looks to be eating away from Devontae Adams, which is not good for me as a Devontae Adams holder. But Devontae is still a superstar. And Josh Jacobs, congratulations. You are finally putting up some decent running back numbers. He did find himself into RB1 territory. He is now the RB10 on the year. Good Ooh. for you, Mr. Jacobs. And those are the three fine gentlemen who are free for now. For now. Uh, let's let's talk about the players that were in the doghouse two weeks ago or last week, I guess. Yeah, last week. Uh, but they did perform well in week five. Bob, you want to go over the players that are now in the probationary portal hoping to get released next week? 
Yes, and although it was an injustice that Brees Hall was put in the doghouse, he promptly got himself out of the doghouse. 32 fantasy points, 8 yards per carry, his highest snap percentage of the season. Great all-around performance from him. Uh, It will be tough for him against the Eagles this week, but I think he will get enough volume to maybe muster up like 12 points and break, break free. DeAndre Hopkins... Did it has still looking for that touchdown, but had eight receptions for 140 yards. Easily his best performance of the year. He finds his way into the probationary portal. Calvin Ridley. Oh, yes, I did. You did. did. Thank you for reminding me. Calvin Ridley also, people were worried about him, but in the he performed in London and 20 fantasy points. Didn't get a touchdown, unfortunately, but seven receptions for 122 yards. Good performance by him. Let's see if he could break free next week. Madison was kind of a borderline. He was saved by a touchdown. If he didn't have that touchdown, he would have only had six points. But he finds his way into the probationary portal because at this point, the standards are pretty low for him. George Kittle, crazy efficient this week. Three touchdowns on four targets. Again, great performance by him, but he's very touchdown dependent. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get out because it's boomer bust for him. It looks like at this point. And then we have Jamar chase, the man, the myth, the legend. And he was a legend this week, getting out of the doghouse into the probationary portal with 53 fantasy points, nearly 200 yards and three touchdowns. And if you watched our previous episode, he earned one of our awards this week. So well done to these players who hopefully can become free this time next week. Yes. And Bob, while you have the George Kittle stats up, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure George Kittle has been one of the most like uh, inconsistent players. I mean, I feel like he keeps going back and forth between doghouse and probationary portal. I feel like if you look at his stats, it's like bad, good, bad, good. It's been pretty, it's been very underwhelming. So week one, 4.9, week two, six. Did have a decent game in week three against the Giants where he had nine targets, but that was easily a season high, seven receptions for 90 yards. Didn't get a touchdown. Last or before week five against Arizona, he only had one target, 1.9 points. And then he had this blow up game this week. But again, three touchdowns on four targets. That's obviously not sustainable. And I do worry about George Kittle the rest of the season with how he's becoming increasingly touchdown dependent. I just don't think, you know, the season high nine targets is going to be sustainable or is going to happen often in this offense. Yeah, well, he going off of his uh, his stat history this year, it seems like next week may not be the week for George Kittle. Um, but before we get into the doghouse, let's talk about Bust Island. It is getting packed over it's here. Crowded. Bust it. <laughs> We've got a lot of busts. Um, two newbies only joining Bust Island. We we warned it last week. We said Najee Harris, if you don't do anything in week five, you are getting a one. One free pass to Bust Island. We didn't even have to debate it. We all would just text each other. We're like, Najee Harris, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Najee Harris to Bust Island. And then Brandon Cooks, he's going to stay there. He He's irrelevant on that Cowboys offense. We thought that he could be that veteran leader. You know, maybe he'll be open because CeeDee Lamb's drawing all the attention. Doesn't seem like anything's working in Dallas. Um, so maybe we'll be talking about some of those players more, but those are the newbies. 
Um, and of course, he's joining players like Kadarius Tony, Cam Akers, Jameer Gibbs. We haven't seen anything yet. Dalvin Cook is washed up. Uh, AJ Dillon is washed up. Javante Williams, T. Higgins injured, not doing anything. Now, we did have four players uh, in Bust Island last week that do need to stay there. Uh, Joe Burrow, Antonio Gibson, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts. Now, one thing that those four all have in common is that they all did pretty good this week. Um, you know, Joe Burrow and Dallas Goddard had season high games. Uh, well, actually, they all did. Kyle Pitts, Antonio Gibson as well. Um, Antonio Gibson had like 10 points. Kyle Pitts had what, like somewhere around 16, 17 points. Yeah. Pretty good for a tight end. But um, you got to perform more than once if you're on Bust Island. Like, don't think you're getting a free pass to the doghouse or getting advanced through the system in any way. You're still on Bust Island. Um, yep. So, yeah, you're going to have to do that again. And the only two that I have confidence that could do it would be Joe Burrow and Dallas Goddard. But we will see. I think it's going to ultimately end up just being Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree. So that is Bust Island. And then we are going to head on over to the players that are staying in the doghouse um, from week four into week five. So they, again, just did not perform to what we were expecting. And of course, Rashad white does get a little bit of an excuse here. He did not have a chance to perform well. So we will talk about him now. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Let's pass it over to you, Paul. What do you think yeah. about Rashad white? So Rashad white was on by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were on by this week. So he unfortunately could not earn himself a ticket to the probationary portal, but he does get the lions Atlanta and then Buffalo and Houston for the next four weeks. And honestly, the only defense that really scares me on those four games is probably Buffalo. How are the Lions defense? Is that like, are they, they are they're okay. pretty good, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're very good against the run. Okay. So, Rashad White's just going to have to catch 15 passes for 110 <laughs> yards and just be a PPR machine then, I guess. But I obviously, I mean, you guys know, if you guys have been watching this show long enough, I have an infatuation with Rashad White. I don't know what it is. I just think he is. Some would say an affair. Some would yeah. say an affair. And I think <laughs> I think someone in this uh, very lobby would say an affair. But I don't know. I, I love Rashad White. It, completely unbiased. <laughs> so much denial, dude. I know, dude. <laughs> I think he's, he's going to bounce from the doghouse to probationary portal, doghouse to probationary portal. I don't know if he'll be able to put up consistent numbers um if he does get more involved in the past game than he very well could but this buccaneers offensive line is just not doing any favors for him so i think it's going to be an up and down year for rashad white and it looks like ramondre stevenson is also staying in the doghouse yes he is and this is particularly upsetting for me because I traded for him in dynasty and I thought he was going to, you know, at least contribute like 15 points a game, but he had a season worst game so far in week five. I think it had a little something to do with the game script, but even then doesn't really make much sense why Zeke is catching more passes than Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe it was because he was banged up going into the game. Maybe he wasn't hundred percent healthy and they just didn't want to push him in a blowout. But still, only played 50% of the snaps, only eight rushing attempts and 24 yards. You know, that's three yards a carry and only mustered two targets. Last season, he was averaging almost five yards a carry. So I'm not really sure what it is with Ramondre Stevenson. Clearly, the Patriots offense has taken a step back. He gets the Raiders defense 
next week. Not a great defense, but with the way this Patriots offense is going right now, it's one of those situations where I'm going to have to see it to believe it. He hasn't put up double digits since week two, and I'm leaning towards him staying in the doghouse against the Raiders in week six. Jerry Judy, too, another guy staying in the doghouse. He he was a guy that a lot of people invested some high draft capital in. Paul, I believe you took him in the fourth round, but I know that that was a keeper league, so he probably was closer to like a fifth round pick. Yeah, pretty, um, I took him. I took him with the first pick in the fourth round, and it, I did reach on him a little bit. I went for the. I, I bought the whole Sean Payton BS. Yeah, the hype. I think a yeah, lot of people did. You know, him at four hundred one. He's yep. just not getting a lot of volume, which we really – Jerry Judy is a great route runner. You'd expect him to be open more, or maybe Russell Wilson doesn't trust him. I'm not really sure because Russell Wilson is not – we haven't thrown him in the doghouse yet. So he's at least performing to standard, but Jerry Judy is not. Um, he did score double-digit points. He did just pass his projection, but we're throwing him in, especially when he scored eight points against Chicago in week four. 11 points against the Jets, a good defense, granted, but it's just not cutting it for the amount of draft capital that you guys invested uh, in him. So six catches for 50 yards, no touchdowns. That's the big kicker here. Because mm -hmm. if he did score a touchdown, we're looking at a 17-point game, completely different. Um, and that's really what we want to see. We need to see some more red zone opportunities for Jerry Judy. Next week, he goes against Kansas City. And I'm going to go ahead and say that he stays in the doghouse and he puts everyone on alert for a possible bust island vacation. Mm. See, I kind of have a, this feeling about Jerry Judy that it's going to be one of those games against the Chiefs where, I mean, obviously we all think the Chiefs are going to win, but Denver's going to need to throw the ball a lot. It's like our Jaguars Bills prediction, Bob, which we absolutely killed it exactly you know? exactly it's like you gotta bring your a game so i can see that you're right i do just think the bills defense is like probably more of a threat than the chiefs are right now um but you do bring up a good point they are gonna have to ha let russ cook yeah and all cool. judy needs is one deep pass so we'll you'll, we'll see yeah, so I mean, if you guys want him, I'll gladly trade you him. If you think he's uh, going to do so, no, I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? I'll yet. give you. I'll give you. Uh, hmm, who could I give you? I'll give you Zach Charbonnet. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but moving on, staying in the doghouse here is Trevor Lawrence, and quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars what? in the doghouse. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even hit 16 points against what we thought would be a shootout against the Bills. I mean, I can kind of... I know, but... Yeah, what do you want him to go to the probationary portal? No, I think Trevor Lawrence belongs in Bust Island, guys. Whoa, dude. <laughs> what is Bust with you Island, you say? What is, what is with you trying to send these top-tier quarterbacks to Bust Island so quick? Yeah. Guys, I think it's pretty self-explanatory at this point, is it not? Oh, this guy was drafted... We need... Another court What's the Law and Order song? No, that's Hawaii Five. No, that's that's Law and Order. What's Law and Order in New York City? Where special crimes The worst. The worst was all the CSIs just took like all like great rock songs from like the 80s and like made it their theme song and it just made you hate those songs like i'll never forgive csi miami for ruining 
Oh, who that's such a good... are yeah. you? <laughs> who who like ruined it? For no, me no, that's not hill. CSI Miami. Is uh, we don't get pulled again. Wait, is it? I thought they were the. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> Dude, we've been doing a lot of singing in these last two episodes. Yeah, we have. All right, let's it. get back to court. I got to prosecute Trevor Lawrence. We do not own any rights to the songs that we just sang. Okay, uh, we're clear <laughs> of copyright infringement. Good, good, good. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and go to court here. Um, so, Bob, it sounds like you want to prosecute Trevor Lawrence to Bust Island, which your history is not <laughs> looking too good with this because you did it with Joe Burrow. It's not. It's not. But I got to be I'm impartial. Defend, I'll defend Trevor Lawrence on staying in the doghouse. All right. Okay. It looks like you could defend him on staying in the doghouse. Looks and like I'm the judge. judge. All right. Uh, All right, Paul, enter. Uh, open up the court, please. All right. Mr. Kirkner, Mr. Amendola, please step forward with uh, your clients. And as before, it's good to see you guys again. Starting to make this routine, having you guys in here in my courtroom, but um, I will allow, as like we did last week, I will allow each of you to make an argument, and then I will give you 10 seconds at the end for final statements, and then myself and the jury of your peers will go back into our little room and discuss the fate of one Mr. Trevor Lawrence. So who would like to start? It's Bob. Go ahead, Bob. Mr. Amadola, Esquire. It is me. Gracias. Thank you. Happy to be here, as always, in your courtroom, Mr. Orlando. You look very good today, for oh, you. given the Orioles' circumstances. Oh, well, strike one. Told you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so it's John. It, you win. No, not like- <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very plain and simple, Your Honor. Much like Mr. Burrow last week, who I also prosecuted. It doesn't matter about what happens the following week. It's about the past what's happened in the past what has been going on these past few games and this is a quarterback mr lawrence who was drafted in the fourth round as a top five quarterback if not just outside the top five his draft talk shot up from last year where he was almost you know undraftable and he hasn't put up a 20 point game yet this season his best performance was week one against the Colts, 18.7 through five games. He has five touchdowns for and two interceptions. He's not a QB one through five weeks. And he again, it all comes down to draft capital for me, Your Honor. He's not living up to expectations. And I think it's malpractice if he's allowed to be in the probationary portal after one decent week. He needs to put together two decent weeks to get back into the doghouse because the results just aren't there. Fair point. You brought up a lot of good accusations there, Mr. Amendola. Mr. Kirkner, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, I would just like to let the jury know right now that I am not trying to put Trevor Lawrence in the probationary portal. Like Bob said, Um, I am trying to keep him in the doghouse. And I would also, like you said, Mr. Amendola Esquire, you did say it is all about the past. So let's, let's go back to the past. Shall we let's go back to last week's doghouse episode where we were talking about Trevor Lawrence in the doghouse. And I actually had the honor to represent Trevor Lawrence last week while talking about him. And I said one thing and one thing only. And I said, Trevor Lawrence, 
it seems like maybe this is just what we're getting out of him. But the one thing that we need to see out of Trevor Lawrence is to surpass that 300-yard mark. And wouldn't you know that in week five in London against Buffalo, he puts up 315 yards. Again, fantasy points is really the only important thing you care about when you're looking at your roster during game day. And I understand he's still sticking in that range of 15 points, putting up 15.7 points. Disappointing, yes. But a bust? No. A bust, I would see him maybe putting up more points like he did in week two when he's put up 9.2 points. You know, he's consistently hanging out 18, 9, 15, 16, 15. He's showing that, hey, I'm a 15-point quarterback. And maybe I do deserve to stay in the doghouse for that because I was drafted as, say, the sixth quarterback in your fantasy draft. But I'm not a bust. Mr. Lawrence, are are you a bust? No. Um, <laughs> please make notes. Uh, for the record, Mr. Lawrence is shaking his head. No, he is not a bust. And I will close right there. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kirkner. All right, Mr. Amendola, 10 seconds for your final statement. Uh, no, I don't got anything. I just draft capital. That's all. I like the moxie. Mr. Kirkner. Trevor Lawrence ran the ball seven times for 31 yards. We are seeing a little bit of rush rush upside out of him. And he also got sacked five times. So maybe this is his, off, his offensive line's fault because that could have gotten oh, him up to the 20 point. Mark. That's very, that's he very also, cheap of you. And <laughs> to top it off. He played 100% of the snaps. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. As before, coffee and refreshments in the back. We're going to take a quick 15 intermission. I think it's from Panera today. Oh, not oh. Duncan. Yes. We'll see you guys in 15. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back, guys. We have made a decision on Mr. Lawrence's fate and the court orders Mr. Lawrence to please get on the first ferry to bust Island. No. <laughs> yeah. You're going to regret this dude. <laughs> you had it wrong with Joe Burrow. You're going to have it again with T-Law. Listen, here, here's, here's what the court decided on Mr. Lawrence. Like Bob said, I, I will not admit it. I'm a judge who I like most judges. I live and die by the constitution. And the draft capital that you invested in Trevor Lawrence is a bust for what he's putting up. When you draft him as a top five quarterback, he should at least have a 20 point game somewhere in that season, somewhere in we're in week five. Now this isn't week one, week two, even week three, we are trudging along through the season. He has yet to put up 20 points in a game from somebody who me predicted could be a sneaky QB one candidate for this year. The thing that really scares me here is, yes, the 315 yards is great. That's wonderful. But what really scares me here, John, and when you were reading the stats on his sacks, you missed the uh, <laughs> the number two, two ones over on fumbles. He fumbled the ball three times and lost two of them. That is just something you cannot do. That is something, at least in our league, that does affect fantasy points. And horrible Lawrence, representation. It's a good trip, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has six fumbles this year. He's averaging over a fumble per game. Now he's only lost. Yeah. He's only lost three of them, but still that is something to be concerned about. He's not putting up the at least eight. If, if we were 
if we were talking about Trevor Lawrence putting up 17, 18 points a week, then I would not have him here in Bust Island. But he is consistently not scratching 17 points. His projections have gone down incrementally since week one. He was supposed to projected 19, 19, 18, 16, 16. It's just trending downwards for Trevor Lawrence. And for that reason, the court has ordered him to Bust Island. All right. Well, then let's head on over back to the doghouse and we can talk about the last gentleman staying, which is Jalen Waddle. Paul. Yeah. So Jalen Waddle, tune in to was it last last yesterday's yeah, episode? We yesterday's talked about Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Tune into yesterday's episode where we kind of talk about Jalen Waddle here, but again, it is just the no, draft capital. Or what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, two or weeks la- ago. Last week, whatever. Again, kind of a similar argument here to Trevor Lawrence. It is the draft capital you invest in Jalen Waddle. I know Jalen Waddle was an early third round pick in our league, and a lot of people drafted him in that third, maybe early fourth if you were lucky that he fell there. But he has yet to eclipse 15 points in a fantasy game. He is in an offense. You want to know something crazy? He's in an offense that has set the NFL record for most yards through five games. The most yards in NFL history. The offense is on an absolute tear. It is, I think they're calling it the greatest show on surf, which is pretty hilarious because they're dolphins. You get it? You know, aquatic animals. Ocean animals. Ocean animals. But then here's Jalen Waddle, who he caught the most receptions he's had this year, this weekend. It was only five. This is not what you want to see from someone who you might have drafted as your wide receiver one if you went running back, running back in rounds one and two. So it is just disappointing what's happening with Waddle. It has nothing to do with talent and everything to do with game script or just Tyreek Hill being Tyreek Hill or Devin Chain coming out of nowhere and averaging 11 yards per carry or whatever the craziness is. But regardless, Jalen Waddle, very disappointing. He did just meet his projections this week, but I don't think it's enough for him to earn a ticket to the probationary portal. All right, and then we got to enter in some some players into the doghouse too. So in yesterday's episode, we gave Dak Prescott a free ticket to the doghouse. So he's coming in. He did horrible, um, and he's also got the Chargers next week. I'm just going to – I mean, there's no point in thinking that Dak Prescott is going to enter the probationary portal. So I'm going to say Dak Prescott sucks against the Chargers, even though the Chargers, they have been giving up a good amount of points, but Dak Prescott is throwing a lot of interceptions. So I do not see him breaking out of the doghouse. And then joining Dak Prescott is another cowboy. And that is CeeDee Lamb, someone who was drafted in the first round of most fantasy drafts, especially in, in 12 man drafts. Um, he has eclipsed, the 20 point mark once it was a breakout game against the jets, which, you know, looking at all these teams that he's played, the jets would have been the last team that I would have thought that he would do that against. Um, And in week five against the Niners, he scored eight points. So not looking good for CD lamb. He got four catches. In fact, besides that game against the jets, he's had four catches every game. So we're just going to say he averages four catches a game. That's what you can get. Um, hasn't had more than 10 targets either. So Dak just it's Dak's fault and CeeDee Lamb is a victim and CeeDee Lamb's going against the Chargers. He is projected 17 points and I don't think he's going to get that. And then he's got a bye. So I think CeeDee Lamb is going to stay in the doghouse for at least two more weeks. Damn. 
How the mighty fall, unfortunately. And then we also have Miles Sanders. A little overdue for this one, but I think because of where we drafted him, you know, we gave him some chances. And uh, Actually, oh, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. You want to know where he was drafted in our redraft league? You probably won't even guess. Oh, because it was our the guy who left the draft for a couple of minutes. And... No, no. This was before that happened. Oh, what was he drafted? Was he like drafted in the round? He was drafted at the 403. Oh, that is, dude. He was drafted. So some poor souls actually invested very high draft capital in Miles Sanders, unfortunately. And you're paying the price for that decision because Miles Sanders, yes, he had one good year last year with the Eagles behind probably the best offensive line in football, but now he's on the Panthers with one of the worst offensive lines, arguably, in football, one of the worst teams in football, and it's showing. You know, the first few weeks, you were like, okay, you know, 11, 7, 17, maybe this will turn out okay. Past two weeks, it's gone pretty south for him, six points, and then one point. I know he's dealing, potentially still dealing with a little bit of an injury, but still no excuse. Miles, he's just not... He's the definition of a dead zone running back. You never know what you're going to get from him week in, week out. His team is bad around him. And he goes up against a Miami defense this week. You know, their defense isn't that good. But they're the Panthers are going to need to throw a lot to keep up with the Dolphins because the Dolphins are going to be running around, throwing the ball all over the place, scoring at will on the Panthers most likely. Doesn't bode well game script wise for Miles Sanders. So I think Miles Sanders stays in the doghouse and will remain in the doghouse after week six. And moving on, another person entering the doghouse that might come as a bit of a surprise. I got Patrick Mahomes going straight to the doghouse, dude. dude I'm I'm tired. You guys of are so quick to bring these good <laughs> quarterbacks. What is up? Did you guys plan this or something? No, I just think that Patrick Mahomes could have potentially gone at the end of the first round. And he is not playing up to snuff. I think that he at least deserves some time in the doghouse. Maybe get his mind right, think about his actions. That's crazy, dude. That's way dude. too early. John, what did he put are up you? this week? John, are you are you arguing with Paul about his decision? Yeah. If we're going to court, let's go to court now, dude. All right. Let's go to court. <laughs> we are going Absolute to court. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, go John's just a John's just an adamant defender of the elite quarterbacks. Quarters in session. Yeah, dude. Way too quick. He's good. All the Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes are going to have career games next week, and I can't wait. Okay, come guys. on now, Patrick. Hop in. Patrick Mahomes might have a career game next week, but that doesn't right. help him for this week. <laughs> Gentlemen, I will have order in my court. This is my courtroom for the first time, so of course, of course, I need oh, order now. Napoleon's Let me just him. escort Mr. Mahomes into the courtroom. Thank you. You could leave Jackson in the hallway. <laughs> please, please. Actually, leave him off yeah. the ground. Jackson, please. get out. <laughs> Arrest him. You're hurting okay. my case. Thank you. Thank you. Get Mr. Mahomes. Stop dancing on the table, Jackson. <laughs> Mr. Mahomes, take the stand. Addy. Mr. Yeah. Mahomes will be defended by elite co- the elite quarterback lawyer, John Kirkner, and Paul Orlando will be prosecuting. Gentlemen, the same rules apply in my courtroom as your courtrooms. Unleash your arguments. Your Honor, Mr. Amendola, Judge Amendola, 
whatever you prefer to be called. It's it's an honor to be in your courtroom here, and it's an honor to sit across from you, Mr. Kirkner. I hope that whatever dispute that or whatever we come out of this dispute, we can still be friends. You're but wrong. <laughs> I am here to say that Patrick Mahomes absolutely deserves to enter the doghouse. And as I've always preached and as Bob has just preached, where you draft someone, the capital that you spend on them does determine the expectations of that player. And we all did a bunch of mock drafts. We all did the research. We all did everything. We know how important having a top three quarterback on your fantasy roster is to your fantasy success. And Patrick Mahomes was supposed to be knighted an easy lock for top three quarterback. I mean, he was being drafted. You could make a case to draft him as the last pick in the first round or at least at bare minimum, an early pick in the second round. And with that draft capital comes high expectations. And wouldn't you know, Patrick Mahomes has scored under 20 fantasy points, three of the five games he's played, and he is averaging almost an interception per game. That is not very Patrick Mahomes-like. He has only thrown for over 300 yards once. And for the most part, he's got yellow on his passing yard scores here. He's got 203, 226, and then barely scraped by with the 272. And he is just not playing Patrick Mahomes football like we're used to seeing. He is just this Kansas City Chiefs team looks like they're not superhuman, like we've seen from before. But the proof is in the pudding. He currently sits as the QB6 here, which is just frankly, for my taste, unacceptable for someone that you spend as a top 20 pick in your fantasy draft, especially missing out on premium wide receivers and running backs to draft a quarterback of his caliber. I think that he should at least be in the doghouse through five weeks of the season. Thank you, Mr. Orlando. Very, very convincing. You know how to butter me up with that draft capital argument but you i need really to, good today I, too i mean, mr amandola oh whoa really thank good. you objection <laughs> this is a biased no, no mr kirkner i'm i'm of course am as impartial as they come as you can see by my name tag and i want to hear your arguments first thank you well let's just start off ladies and gentlemen of the jury on congratulating mr mahomes here for being an upstanding citizen uh, of the fantasy football community. Yes. In fact, I see more green on his stat sheet than yellow. And what I really see in game five against the Minnesota Vikings, where he did put just just below 20 points, which we would really like to see. Are we really going to nitpick over 0.8 points, by the way? Um, 31 completions on 41 attempts. I love to see that. And I'm sorry that his wide receivers are not superheroes and I'm sorry that maybe Travis Kelsey is a little banged up and can't make Mahomes throw more touchdowns but let's be honest Mahomes is still looking good and I get it it's early in the season but at least he's still putting up he hasn't scored single digits yet he scored 14 points as his lowest game it was a crazy upset game against the Lions 22 25 15 19 it doesn't seem like he needs to get into the doghouse just like that on a 19-point performance. You could have made a case for it last week when he had 15, but you didn't. You had your chance. You had your chance, Mr. Orlando, but you didn't take it. And you wait until he scores 19 
to try and throw him into the doghouse. It doesn't make sense. He scored, he threw two touchdowns and no interceptions. It's a clean game for Mahomes, and it's not his fault that his weapons could not get into the end zone. And so I just think that, again, it's a violation of his Eighth Amendment. It's pure, cruel, and unusual punishment. Mr. Kirkner, can you please, Mr. Orlando, this is Mr. Kirkner's time. Sorry. I'm done, but I don't want Mr. Orlando to say another word. Okay. Closing, 10-second closing arguments, please, Mr. Orlando. Mr. Kirkner, please take a look at Patrick Mahomes' projection points and tell me how many times he met them. Oh, wow. Wow. One time. I rest my case. (laughs) John. I don't know know if I could beat that. John. Mr. Kirkner. Patrick Patrick Mahomes, if he does go into the doghouse, will be out next week. (laughs) Wow. You guys. And I would like to enter Mr. Mahomes into a plea deal. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this was... This is very order, order. This was very all very compelling. I got to admit, Mr. Kirkner put up a better fight than I thought, and he almost had me. And frankly, I don't even need to deliberate with my jury because this is a unilateral court in my courtroom. And the decision has been made. Mr. Orlando, you sealed the deal with that projection argument. I got it. You just you just sealed it up nicely and you just mailed it home. Patrick Mahomes is going to the doghouse. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't even going to give – I was going to say for my argument, honestly, Paul, you convinced me already. <laughs> Send him to the doghouse. But I wanted Bob to at least be a judge for once. <laughs> but I was – I had nothing. I had so, nothing. You called my bluff. So it – it just comes down to that. When you draft, invest that much draft capital in a player, this will probably be a common theme throughout the season. You expect the returns that that draft capital warrants. And Mahomes isn't returning it. Has he been good still? Yes. But up to the expectations of QB1, not saying he has to be QB1, but not meeting your projections in only one game out of five through five weeks just isn't good enough. Mahomes, you are in the doghouse. Please, Bailiff, please escort Mr. Mahomes to the doghouse. Jackson, too. You Bring Jackson, too. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Just grab Jackson from the back, too. But All I, right. I, I kept that projections in my back pocket for the final statement. I could not <laughs> wait. I knew I only had 10 seconds, so I had to get it out real quick. But All right. It was a good, good fight. Good fight. All right, we got two more two more players entering the doghouse, and then we'll get out of here. We got Tony Pollard entering, and another cowboy, Bob. Another cowboy. It looks like C.D. Lamb, Dak, and Tony Pollard are all going to be bunking together. I don't know if if jails have three person rooms, but they're gonna make we're gonna make one in the fantasy doghouse for these Cowboys teammates. And Tony Pollard. Had a good start to the season. First three weeks, 22, 19, 17. Very good. What we expected. The last two weeks haven't been good to him. Single-digit performances. He's still an RB1. Granted, a low-end RB1 through five weeks. He currently sits as the RB11. He had he New England's defense is good, who he played in week four, and the Niners' defense is good. So probably has a little bit to do with the matchups. And the Cowboys offense is just in a weird state 
right now where it doesn't seem like they even know what they want to do. They seem to want to feature Jake Ferguson more than CD lamb and Tony Pollard, which doesn't make any sense to me, but now there's starting to be a little chirping going on about that. So I think that's going to change and they do get the chargers in week six who historically, at least over the past few seasons have been horrible against the run. Tony Pollard's projected 16.8 points. That's, it's tough given his last two weeks, but I do think he will get it this week against the Chargers, assuming that the Cowboys just give their best players the ball. And I think Tony Pollard will be out of the doghouse when we come back in week seven. Or six. Yeah, what is it? I guess it is technically week six now. Okay. After week six. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, we do have one new guy entering the doghouse here, and it's Chris Olave, a guy that you probably drafted in maybe the third round, maybe the second round. Um, and he started off the week, the the season hot, 21 points, 14 points, 20 points. Was looking good. Everyone who drafted him was happy. But a little bit of a fall off here over the last two weeks, scoring below 10 points in both games, um, put up 9.2 against the Patriots. Um, and you know, the, the saints weren't really throwing the ball much. Derek Carr only threw the ball 26 times. So not that many opportunities for Olave to get the ball. He got five looks, caught two of them, uh, and did nothing after the catch. And he got saved by a touchdown. I mean, he would have had three points without that touchdown. So Chris Olave put up a very bad performance in week five against the Patriots, but he does have the Houston Texans. He's projected just under 14 points. And I think Olave is going to have a breakout game. I'm calling it right now. I think he's going to surpass 20 points here. Okay. All right. So that was a good doghouse episode there. Again, we got Trevor Lawrence going to bust Island. We got Patrick Mahomes coming to the doghouse. These episodes are getting very controversial. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and press that subscribe button so that you can see who we're sending to the doghouse next week. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. Instagram, we're putting up weekly polls during Monday Night Football. Who's going to join? The, who should we send to the doghouse? Who should win this award and that award? It's a lot of fun. You should follow us. And then TikTok, of course, short content every day. We're putting up news for you guys, injury reports, priority waiver ads, and much, much more. We will see you next week when we throw more people into the doghouse and probably Bust Island, too. Peace. Peace. See you.